Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. John, are you ready? I am all set. Thank you. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grombacher. John Thurman is an HR leader. He is a speaker and the host of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. I'm excited to have you on. John, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely, George. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. So, yes, my name is John Thurman. Uh, I'm a human resources professional, been in the business for almost 20 years. Started as a recruiter, trying to find people, get those right jobs and be in the right spot. Moved around over that time. I went from recruiting to leadership and overseeing teams of recruiters to labor relations and working with unions to now I'm in a role with a utility construction company where I help recruit and train and and make sure that we're getting those people in the right jobs, the best situations that we can. Uh, Along the way, I got laid off like many people that maybe have listened to the show and found myself trying to figure out what I wanted to do next and ended up helping a lot of people when it came to resume prep and interview prep, helping them find those next opportunities. So over the years, I became a speaker on that. And then two years ago, I launched my own podcast, as you mentioned, the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, where my co-host, Wendy Daly, and I talked to practitioners, analysts, industry veterans about HR and how we can connect and not only connect, but also build our networks professionally and, and personally, and also how can we give back to our communities at, at large. So been doing that for almost two years, and the response has been absolutely overwhelming. We have listeners now in 95 countries, awesome. and uh, yeah, it's continued to grow, and that has led to a lot of great opportunities for me to speak uh, to other practitioners uh, across the country on recruiting and veteran working with veterans, just a myriad of different things that I get to do now. Uh, personally, uh, outside of outside of my day job, I also podcast about 80s properties. I'm a huge comic book nerd mm. and uh, talk about, I have a show called Star Joe's with friends of mine where we talk about everything from Star Wars to G.I. Joe in the 80s. Nice. Been very fortunate to have uh, my lovely wife, Heidi, who I've been married to for almost 20 years, is a general school music teacher and, and a tremendous musician in her own right. And then I have two teenage sons, one of which has just joined the job force after he decided not to go to college, which I fully supported because don't necessarily need to go to school to to get ahead. Uh, but he is actually working for my company in a, in a field role. And then my younger son is uh, 16 and trying to figure out what he's going to do when he gets out of school. So a lot of a lot of exciting times around the Thurman household, to say the least. Yeah, it sounds like it. And and all good things. So all good things. Absolutely. Perfect. Beautiful. Well, something I wanted to, to sort of ask was getting people in the right job. How, how often is it, you know, we, I think everybody's aware and I certainly talk about how uh, there's a, a pretty good population or percentage of Americans that, that aren't super engaged at work. 
how, how much of that do you think it is that there's just people in the wrong role? I think it's a mix of things, George. And, you know, we are in a really unique time from from my perspective as a human resources professional and, and just in general that, you know, we have the smallest labor pool that we've had since the late 60s. And so less people than there are jobs open. And it is a challenge. You know, I used to say, you know, you think 20 years ago when I started, it was a much more challenging market uh, for for candidates to find jobs. But I think a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, while there are a dearth of jobs, and and there are opportunities out there. People don't necessarily know how to get to them, or sometimes, unfortunately, too, we have leadership in certain companies and organizations that don't really understand the value of their people, and that not everybody wants to be in that job for the rest of their career. And and what are the opportunities? What is the long term path for me? And so, you know, I tell people you have to make a lot of it on your own. You have to ask questions. You have to be willing to to bring up what it is you want want to do and what you want to be. If the company's not bringing it to you or helping you understand it, you might have to go somewhere else. Uh, but I think that it's a, I think sometimes it's a, a lack of, a lack of prep on the company side or understanding and making sure that we are, are we really helping those folks uh, find those right things? Because if they don't, if you don't, there are so many other opportunities, George. And it, you know, like I said, more jobs than there are people, and it's going to continue down that path. That's not going to change anytime soon. Yeah. Um. I suppose it's 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 good to have choices, but to your point, if you are not taking advantage of them or uh, maximizing them, then I, I guess that's that's also not a positive thing. So you, you mentioned that there's a lot of folks that maybe don't know how to get to the right opportunity. How 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 would you coach people um, to to find that? You know, if you if when you talk to most. Uh, people, they will tell you that the, the vast majority of jobs that are open aren't actually posted anywhere. You know, it's, it, it, I think I heard at one point, you know, 80%. I don't know if that's accurate hmm. anymore, but I think so much of it is, is that we talk about like on my podcast about building your network. You have to have a network of people, you know, friends, family, people that you know, that know who you are and what you do that can kind of help in those times. And, and you, you need to be able to ask specific things if you're out of work. And so, you know, one of the things I learned early on is I can't just ask somebody for a job. That's, that's just, you don't do that. However, Hey George, I know, you know, I know, you know, somebody at XYZ Corp, would you be willing to make an introduction for me? I just like to spend a few minutes with them to learn about the company. And, you know, along the way, when I was in job search, I got to meet some really interesting people that were not HR professionals that helped me learn about businesses. Some of which I figured out, Maybe that's not a place I want to go, you know, based on what they told me about the culture and how they operate or some places where, hey, you know, that's really, really interesting. Maybe I do want to learn more. How do I get connected? And so, you know, looking at LinkedIn and and some of the tools that are out there, making sure that you you, you make take advantage. Right? Take advantage doesn't sound right, George. That, that doesn't sound polite, but you know, <laughs> making sure that you optimize, you know, you utilizing the relationships that you have in a positive manner. And again, you know, it's funny, people will make introductions to me. Hey, John, here's so-and-so there. They want to talk to you about this, that, or the other. And every once in a while, I'll get one that they just send their resume. Hey, John, anything you do to help me find a job? Well, you know what? I have a job and, right. and I don't know you. And, <laughs> and But hey, you know, if I spend 30 minutes with you over coffee or over Skype or whatever it may be, and you say, hey, John, I know, you know, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and I see you're connected to these people at this company. Now that we've had an opportunity to speak, would you be willing to introduce me to them? You know, that's going to be that's going to go a lot. That's going to go a lot longer way with me anyway. And I think with most people. So, again, I think if you're not sure where they are, you know, there's a myriad of things. You know, I, I look at, you know, I talk a lot about social media recruiting. It's part of my job. 
and years ago, there were no, there wasn't information. I don't know about you, but when I started looking for my first job, unless you knew somebody that worked at the place, you couldn't go to LinkedIn or Glassdoor okay. yeah. or or just Google. Other than if they maybe had a company website, I go back far enough. You know, I started recruiting. It was all paper, so <laughs> you know the internet was really in its infancy. But it's that you know now there's so much access to information, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, to sift through, but there's so much more available to people that you you know utilize that when you when you're doing your research when you're looking at companies, but then figure out who do I know that may have connections to those places that I could spend some time with and ask some questions. Again, not saying hey, can you get me a job, but really understanding more about that company and what can that person tell you that's that's good about it. Yeah, and what a perfect selection tool that really is. You know, it's like an organization's obviously selecting a candidate, but you need to be selecting that organization too and doing that work on the front end because it could be that you've got this idea that XYZ company is your dream place to be working, but it could be a terrible fit just for a million different reasons that you have no idea That's about. absolutely right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such such great advice that, that, that what you were just talking about, how Yes, I can go on Glassdoor or I'm sure that there's dozens of other sites that I can get reviews or whatever about companies, but you've probably got a lot of disgruntled people. There's a, probably just a lot of not great information on there. I, 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 you, uh, George, I always say you have to take it with a bucket of salt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to kind of discern. Now, I will say in my experience that what I have found there for the companies I have worked with and around, it's certainly a, a fairly accurate picture. Uh, but yes, you could certainly get into situations where people are angry and frustrated and vent their spleen. And, and you have to kind of say, OK, is that the norm? Now, if you see 50 of those, that's a little disconcerting. But if you see one for every 20, OK, well, maybe in maybe that person does have an axe to grind. I, I think that's where so much of it goes beyond just those sites. Again, if you can find those connections or know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody to talk to them. You know, I, it was interesting. I got introduced somewhere when I was out of work, was introduced to uh, someone in their uh, recruiting group who I had a chance to talk to first. And then almost immediately thereafter, I was introduced to the vice president of human resources. When I had a chance to go in and actually meet the VP in person, I took the knowledge I had from that first meeting with the recruiter and started talking about what I had done at my previous company that they were going through a similar structure change. And so 45 minutes into the conversation, he says to me, do I have your resume yet? And I said, no, sir, you don't. He said, you need to email it to me at night. And that led to potential opportunity. Interestingly enough, it didn't work out because the longer I talked to them, I realized maybe this is not the place for me. When I bowed out, I actually contacted that VP again and said, I really appreciate the time with you. Learned so much about the company. I just, I, after doing the inter, going through part of the interview cycle, just don't think this is the right fit for you, for either of us. To which he almost replied immediately, would you consider something else elsewhere? And that was very flattering. <laughs> yeah. But again, it was that, you know, it's it's not one of those things where, you know, and, and the other thing I always tell people that are in job search, where the, the companies are not on your clock. Your, what your plan and what you need to get done and how quickly, you know, I need a job tomorrow. You know what? Companies don't operate that way. They're slower. It's become slower and slower in the process. People want to find for better or worse, George, they want to find what they think is the best fit. And mm -hmm. some managers are convinced the best fit's going to come around the door tomorrow. And that may not be the case. You know, I always tell people you have to peel that onion. You have to you may not you're probably not going to find 100 percent of what you need, but find 85 percent of it and groom that person to the other 15. Some people do it well. Some people, it's a challenge. So Yeah. So why do you think people don't do the things that you just described? 
you know, going a couple of layers deep and sitting down for a coffee and saying, hey, can you tell me about the company? I think it, it it's a challenge in the in fact that it takes time. So if you know if you are working currently, it's really hard to carve out time to go meet other people. I, I make it a point. Uh, I've made a point since losing my job six years ago to continue to build that network. And again, I meet with people well outside of HR because I like to learn what other people are doing in other businesses and and how and how their business works. You know, you can learn a lot how widgets are made by the people that are building them. You know, the HR professionals. I need to know how the widgets are made, but I may not make them. So if I, but if I talk to people that are in those jobs building those widgets, and then I'm out talking to somebody else, I can really understand what they do. But I think it's a time commitment. I think some people are afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, again, if you know, and I know, I, I don't know about you, but I, have, having been uh, downsized uh, with 250 of my best friends, it was a real humbling experience, and <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a ego blow. Uh, you know, I'd had I'd had a job for many, many years, kind of moved job to job, job always had gotten something else. You know, the, in fact, the company, the company that let me go recruited me out of the place I worked before them. And so that's a real, it's kind of hard, hard pill to swallow. And you're not sure. And you're, you know, your ego's bruised. And so I think there's a lot of reasons that people don't do it. Uh, I think, and I think unfortunately too, because the internet makes access to things so easily, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just say, I'm going to find that job online. You know, and I tell people when I we're really fortunate, I, you know, I'm in the Richmond, Virginia area. There are three different job search groups. Uh, most are associated with religious organizations, but they they all work to help people find jobs and they bring in people, uh, not just HR professionals, but people to come in every week in many of these sessions to talk about resumes and interview and how to dress appropriately and all these things that, you know, if you haven't looked for a job in a while, things have changed. How do you get prepared and, and, and giving that person some emotional support that, you know, you don't want to necessarily rely on your family to to do it? Because, you know, if you like me, when I was out of work, my wife's trying to keep her job and keep her sanity and keep the boys straight while I'm trying to do that. And so looking to find that support else, you know, from outside because people understand it in a different way. But uh, but again, working with some of those uh, organizations, you know, it's it's interesting because. They encourage you, hey, go, you know, you cannot just sit behind the computer. You've got to go out. You need to meet people, you know, for coffee, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and, and and spend time with them. And again, develop those relationships because in the long run, that's it's so much more important than in, finding a job is important. Please don't get, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But but sitting at the computer all day long will drive you nuts. It will drive you nuts. It's, it's a vacuum. <laughs> it's a vacuum. It yeah. a, it's a it's a black hole of stuff so no doubt i think that's really well said and such good advice for people to if you're not comfortable but just just start by taking that first step and so with with your son he he decided not to go to college and this is this is really i mean right in your wheelhouse you you've you're a you're an expert at helping people find find the right fit so if you don't mind what 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 were the criteria that you went through and made the decision okay it's not going to be the right fit we should just go right into the workforce now well, I, I have to give him the credit. It was certainly his decision, uh, and and he came to me last fall and said, "You know, Dad, I, I've looked at a lot of different things. Uh, my son did well in school and uh, excelled at several things that he started to look at from a college perspective." And he said, "You know, Dad, I've looked at it, and quite honestly, for what I want to do, it doesn't make sense for me to go to school and spend X thousands of dollars to to take classes that literally." for what I want to do 
a, a degree track. What is that for? You know, let's say it's 30 classes. Mm-hmm. You know, two of them are in my degree or two of them are in really what I want to do. And so, so much more, so much more of it is experiential than anything else. And I said, that's fine. I, I can appreciate that and much rather not spend the money for you not to know, you know, not to do something that you don't want to do. But you're going to have to get a job. <laughs> you yeah. can't just lay a rat, lay a ball waiting for that thing. He had an opportunity to do some of that work uh, this summer. And uh, it's it's for what he wanted to do was a lot of seasonal stuff. And so when that opportunity ended, he did look for something that was going to be full time. <laughs> My son was very industrious as a kid and started his own lawn mowing business when he was eight. And one of his customers happened to be my company, my employer. He mowed the yard there for four years after I first got started. Those folks saw him, they watched him mow the yard. And when he got ready to graduate, uh, I told him that, hey, he may not want to go to school. They told me immediately, hey, look, we've seen his work ethic. We understand what he, you know, we understand he's out here doing it every, you know, every Friday and got to watch him grow up literally. We'll, we'll give him a shot. We'd love to have him here if he's interested. And so he had looked at some things and said, you know, dad, I, I, I know what your company does and I know the people a little bit from being around you. He took the job and he's really flourished. Uh, he's been with us uh, for several months now and has, has listened, come in and done a job that he would have, I would have never dreamed he was doing, but he's really excelled at it. And he is now running, uh, construction equipment and seeing a lot of opportunity, you know, for the long term, because I, you know, unfortunately so much of our society, we think that everybody needs to work in a cube or at home. I just like you, I don't know about you. I'm at home Mm -hmm. on my laptop, you know, with my, with my gear here, we need folks in the construction industry. We need folks in the, in the trades. And that's in so much of my business, you know, my day job is trades and CDL drivers and construction type folks it's getting harder and harder to find anybody and people will talk about generational. It's not generational people just, it's, it's a, it's a concept we've lost unfortunately. And so now you see many of the schools are working on apprenticeships and working with trade company, trade groups and organizations to bring that skill set back. And I'd like to think my son is kind of at the front of that, you know, for his age group, you know, that he's, he's one that sees that opportunity and says, Hey dad, I can get my commercial driver's license in the next many months and I could be doing this in the next six months. And in the next year I could be doing this pay is pay is very good. The benefits are really good and the work's not going anywhere. <laughs> Everybody needs more infrastructure. We all know that it doesn't matter where you are in the country. Mm-hmm. It, it's a necessity. And so there are, and again, if you go back to what we talked about right at the beginning, fewer people than there are jobs, it, it's a, it, it's a good time for, it's a good time for him to be in the situation he's in. And I'm really proud of seeing how he's flourishing in that. No, outstanding. Well, John Savage nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? George, I've listened to several of the shows over the last many weeks since we started talking about doing this together. And I, and I, again, I'm so appreciative. I don't know if this has been brought up before, but you got to pay yourself first. Mm. That was one of the first things I learned when I, when I, the first Fortune 200 company I worked for, I worked for a very, very sage director. He was a, been around forever. He actually just recently retired after many, many years with the company. But I remember he, he told everybody, and it didn't matter what age you were, but when you started working for him, he'd sit you down and say, 
hey, look, I don't know if you do this, but you need to pay yourself first, max out that 401. You know, that company had a pension plan. That's, again, unfortunately, something most of us don't see anymore. But all these things, he always talked about paying yourself first. And I went to work for him when I was in my 30s. I was doing that already, but it was really powerful, especially for those like we'd have interns where he'd be telling them, even as interns, start socking some money away. And so it's something I've really started trying to get my son to understand with this first real job, you know, hey, man, be putting that money away because you just, you're going to, you know, you never know where it's going to go. And, and so I think that would be my tip is regardless of what you're doing and where you are, pay yourself first. Well, that's some of the best advice anybody can give. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. I appreciate that, John. And thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at John, J-O-N underscore Thurmond, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. You can find me on LinkedIn at uh, John Thurmond. I ask if you do want to connect there, send me a personal invite. And I think that's an opportunity, George, when you first get to connect with somebody. And I know you did it when you sent me a LinkedIn invite, uh, made reference to the fact we're both podcasters and in this space. So, you know, make make that start that relationship off on the right foot by letting me know, hey, John, I heard you on heard you on the podcast and love to talk more. I, I really appreciate that. And then finally, if you want to listen to me, Joel, for about a half hour with other folks, uh, you can find my podcast on all the major platforms or at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Perfect. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show John your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Follow him on Twitter. Send him a personal connection request on LinkedIn and then also check out the HR Social Hour Half Hour podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again, John. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.